Welcome to the dungeon. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Evil Oh, Canada, Motherfucker! Smoke weed every day. <laughs> they should add. So they should always rewrite the national anthem of every country to add some fun little Easter eggs or swear yeah. words or add some like references to like pop culture. Like the Star Spangled Banner should mention like uh, who's nominated for the Oscars this year. Yes, you're right. Uh, who is? No- hey, did Killian Murphy get nominated at least for Bomb Man? He's nominated for Bomb Man. Kaboom, and um. <laughs> Who else is nominated? Uh, bomb man. <laughs> Make the bomb with your brain. <laughs> uh, bomb man is nominated. Um, oh, Ryan Gosling is Gosling? nominated as Ken from yeah. Barbie. And naked- Michael, you've been a bad person. I don't think you've seen Barbie yet. I saw. I haven't half- seen it either. Oh, oh, I'm less of a bad person than Chris because I saw half of Barbie. Okay. I'm super not excited to see it. <laughs> I don't want to see it. It's Because you how you feel about women or no not at all it's oh. just the kind of movies i like i it's not high on my priority list it's it's more like peer pressure to go see it mm-hmm. you know what i mean fair enough i was um but i like women i mean the latest <laughs> i just finished the latest season of uh women true RS? detective women <laughs> 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 i just finished the latest season of the playboy channel <laughs> And I thought the women were excellent on that. Mm. No, the True Detective. Uh, yeah, that has women in it. Season. You don't hate women. You just don't. You hate Barbie. Is Jodie Foster in this? Well, is series? Barbie about like you have to see it to show that you like women? Like yes, actually. <laughs> oh my god, I'm screwed. Okay, well, I'll watch it. It's part of the boyfriend test. Yes. Oh, I see. Sure, if, I'll if watch you, it. Uh, here's how it works: If you watch Barbie with your significant other. And when it ends, you don't stand up and start applauding and then instantly propose you're a bad boyfriend. <laughs> you know what? I played way more with G.I. Joes than Barbies growing up, and I never watched the G.I. Joe movies. <laughs> I never, I didn't like the Transformers first movie, so I never watched the rest of them. Isn't it the same? Not really, Chris. <laughs> you I, mean it's just not toys doing stuff? No, Chris. It's also imp- you know it, it's empowering. I will say that the Ninja Turtles. Are I've empowering. never seen a movie about women being empowered. I don't know what that concept is. I guess I need to watch Barbie to learn everything. <laughs> Mike, you were you had something about the Teenage well, Mutant Ninja Turtles? I was going to say like when, as a as a boy, I loved being able to look up to strong, positive male role models like the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yeah, um, they helped me a lot. And same thing goes for well, they, Thundercats. They, I know what you're saying, James, because if it wasn't for the live-action Ninja Turtles movie, I wouldn't know that we could eat pizza, <laughs> dude. Yeah, exactly, you know. The Ninja Turtles showed us that it doesn't matter if you live in a sewer. You can eat pizza. Imagine yeah. if the guy who played Shredder in a, a like uh, serious Ninja Turtles movie was nominated for Best Actor. <laughs> The Ninja Turtles movie taught me or Krang. that you don't it doesn't always just have to be a straight white man who gets to be a ninja. <laughs> you know That's what I right. learned? It could also be turtles. It could be awesome turtles. Here's the crazy thing I learned this weekend. In the UK, the Ninja Turtles were called the Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. No. And they had a different theme song where the word ninja, like Shredder or uh Who's the splinter? Talk them to be hero teens. But they said in a British voice, "Teenage mutant hero turtles." (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, teenage mutant hero. Well, the the, turtles. The British Ninja Turtles, instead of eating pizza, they eat fish and chips. And instead of the sewer, they live in a pub. (laughs) Yeah. Instead of Splinter being a rat, 
He was one of those creatures from the wind and the willow. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Toad? Yeah. <laughs> 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 and Hugh Grant was their friend? Yeah. Instead yeah. of April O'Neil? Who got, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hugh Grant was their friend who got busted for hiring a <laughs> sex worker. Yeah. Mm. Which shouldn't have gotten busted for. There's pro- a, well, a progressive thought for great you. Great point. I guess not very nice. People, you know what? It just I think it was only that he had a lovely girlfriend, at least lovely to the eyes, in Elizabeth Hurley when I, he when he made that rendezvous with Divine right. Brown. Elizabeth Hurley, beautiful visually, but her soul is <laughs> rotten. Really? Well, I just I don't <laughs> I don't know what she's like personally, but no. on the when eyes. I was a kid, I was and I saw that that you know. Anyways, Elizabeth Go Hurley. On. Elizabeth Hurley. Yeah. I just thought, wow, growing up is going to be so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know, uh, you know. Anyways, right? Not right. Elizabeth Hurley, uh, a woman that looks like that is kind of rare. Rarer than you might think when you're a kid. Yes, yeah. unfortunately, yes. There's not always an Elizabeth Hurley to every man's Austin Powers. That's right. Or Hugh Grant. Mm. Well, Hugh Grant had, he had it all. He had it all. And now look at him in the gutter. You know, it, yeah, he's an Oompa Loompa now. Yeah. When once he woke up beside Elizabeth Hurley, yeah. now he wakes up and has to go through seven hours of makeup to look like an Oompa Loompa. <laughs> and he lives alone. Is he an Oompa oh. Loompa? He's in Wonka he's the in film. the new Wonka movie. Oh. You know, th- I remember uh, Perez Hilton maybe five, ten years ago posted weird photos of Hugh Grant partying with like college girls at their dorm really drunk and they were like 19 and he's like 60 or 50 it was oh. a weird look i i still hugh grant when he's in a movie i do go oh great hugh grant so i didn't hold it against him too much is he the topic of the day no but great idea oh also i think that this podcast shows how progressive all three of us are because we started a podcast where we literally show you how many men are evil in that's the world. right so there you go. We're taking down lots of men on this mother. Beep. Beep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Hugh Grant s- switched when he had his comeback after years of kind of being quiet. He started playing more villains and stuff and mm-hmm. psychopaths. And Mickey Blue Eyes. So now he's like, <laughs> now that he's rebranded himself as a psycho psychopath and villain, he's like, well, it's actually good for my brand to show up. Like at a dorm <laughs> and party with teens, basically. Yeah, you it's, know what's, it's good for his brand as a bad guy, I guess. <laughs> on the subway over here, I was eavesdropping on two younger women. My pervert me. alert! Um, I had my <laughs> Watch news- it! I had my newspaper with the eyes cut out. And I was <laughs> looking at them. Of Justin Trudeau's yeah. face. <laughs> And this or an ad for Aladdin at the Mervish Theater. <laughs> Your <laughs> eyes are coming out of Aladdin's head. <laughs> well, they were talking about movies, and the one young woman said to her friend, I saw the movie Taxi Driver for the first time on the weekend. Oh. Uh, and she was like, I think it was one of Robert De Niro's first movies. Uh, I didn't like it. And then her friend was like, yes, I don't like movies from the 1970s. And I, it took all of my strength to not... Rip my coat off and my uh, yeah. jeans off and go. Oh, what are you Mike. talking about? So you be yeah. you be in your t-shirt and underwear yelling yeah. at these yelling women, women on the streetcar. Yeah, it's yeah. the only way to get your point across. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, now t- will you listen to me? To each their own. But I I found that interesting. That but the point you're making yeah. is that just because it's from a different era, they're being close-minded to the incredible art that was created by Scorsese and crew or just like a whole decade just like were they a good yeah. were they a good 10 or 15 years younger than us yes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah you man it is weird but that that got you huh got me but also Sybil Shepherd shaking and Sybil Shepherd's character looks good in that movie like she real like she tries to give like you know give him the benefit of the doubt and then as mm-hmm. soon as she's learns he's a creep she's out and like the audience knows he's a creep with like a mental illness. I mean, if that's the only movie from you know? the seventies you've seen, it is like grim and gross and like dirty. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We're also t- living in the era where like if a bad guy is in a character in a new movie or TV show, people complain because people shouldn't be bad. 
And we're yeah. like, yeah. And I mean, and people are like, yeah, I know it's a story. And then they and they're like, like, no, yeah. but still, your story is uh, making people think that being bad is good. No, they're not because the bad guy gets in trouble. No. I don't know a ton about <laughs> that movie, but I've seen little clips or whatever. And also, Jodie Foster looks great in that. Am I wrong? Yeah. Like, really great. Well, she's uh, <laughs> at the height of her powers. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. But well, Travis, I brought up yeah. True Detective season four, yeah, where I was yeah. trying to earlier. Yeah, and Jodie Foster kills it in it. Like it's, I think the season's a bit uneven to be honest, but super empowering final act of that show. Any of our listeners, if you watch True Detective season four, Night Country, um, and you finished it to the end in the Discord or online wherever, let me know what you thought because. Talk about empowering, boom, what an ending to that show. I actually thought it wasn't going to pull it off, and it and it gave me a little switcheroo at the end there. I really liked it. I liked the end. I thought the show uh, was uneven, but Jodie Foster is really uh, always incredible to watch the whole time. Amazing. She's so good. And yeah, and then you're watching it like, damn, little Jodie Foster from Taxi Driver, from Contact, from Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. And she is just like chewing up the scenery in this uh, series. It's good. It's worth it for that. Do you think, like they've done with Law and Order Toronto, they'll make a True Detective Toronto? Ooh, I hope so. There's a lot of demented people in this fucking town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of oh, demented people in Toronto, uh, Chris, do you want to? I hadn't seen this article. You sent us this article about a man arrested in in Toronto. Uh, no, Aaron Eve sent it to us. Oh, okay. But you know but the story. I read it. Yeah. Yeah, I so know it. Tell us of, about it. People think of Toronto as a clean, safe, uh, sort of uptight city, but some sometimes residents of Toronto get a little bit freaky. Yeah. What happened? Well, on Saturdays at our house, we're still Luddites. So Kathleen, my wife, gets the Saturday Star still delivered. Nice. Just because she likes to take the morning slow and... Have a nice mug of coffee and read the paper. You know what? I I have the New York Times app on my phone, yeah. and sometimes and I read it. But sometimes I'm like, I would love to leaf through a paper right now. Me too. Sometimes I, I I use the Apple News app, and I sometimes I wish that my eyes weren't burning all the time from a hot screen. <laughs> mm. You know what you could do though, James. But that's you not could, the story. But you yeah, could anyways, hire, how do you get your news, Mike? <laughs> I get it from a series of different sources with opposing viewpoints so I can take in everyone's <laughs> opinions and thoughts and then synthesize it and plop out my own opinion. Well, even if you have an opinion, mm-hmm. you were born in like 1980 or something, so I'm just never going to listen to it. <laughs> so we do get derailed here, but there's a story about a weird man. There's so, a weird man, weird man yeah. Toronto. So she said, okay. Chris, you got to read this article and threw me the paper. And then I I read it, and then our friend, Aaron Eves, shared the link. I guess, uh, Aaron, if you're listening, um, you always get the news two days later, eh? (laughs) Just kidding. You know I'm teasing you about the the old, what was it? Twitter thing? (laughs) Remember? You would send us Twitter memes a few days later. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> what? Aaron so what listens. I know I'm joking for Aaron's sake. I feel like the listeners are getting, uh, they're about to have a heart attack because <laughs> they there's so much anticipation about this story. <laughs> well, Aaron, thanks for sharing it with us because it's hilarious. What it is, is during the pandemic, this guy online pretended to be a female, lured uh, men to their place who were lonely to have sex, kept a sheet of, uh, a sheet. Uh, hanging like from a, a bed sheet, bed sheet hanging from a door frame with a hole cut out, glory hole style, and let gave send them messages saying you have to be quiet in my apartment, unfortunately, but stick your penis through and we'll use it glory hole style. So then they would do it, um, and then they would feel oral sex, and then they would eventually feel their penis going into what they thought felt like actually like an anus hole. Okay. So they had. Would they have thought it was a vagina, though, or would they have thought it was the article? I read it from the Toronto Star paper. How peculiar that this lady is using her anus rather than her vagina. Well, anyway, carry on. Yeah. So I think that's some of these these customers. (laughs) Well, I think there's two of them. They got they got curious in the same sense. Mm. Two separate men. Mm -hmm. Curious. Um, 
And yeah, I think that one of them found out. Well, one in the article it says, but they were like, this one of them feels pulled like a... down the sheet. Okay, there you go. Yeah, I forgot. That. And then saw instead of a, the woman they thought they were having sex with, right? It was a man cowering on the floor wearing a black wig. Oh, yeah, the black wig. And there was a man instead of the woman they thought they were having sex with. Through, so the man is arrested and getting in trouble for tricking them. Yeah. yeah. Now I will say, uh, <laughs> in the guy's defense. Mm-hmm. Mike, if if you said to me, oh, well, guys, do you mind if we wrap up the podcast early mm. tonight? Yeah. I actually am in contact with a woman, and I'm supposed to go to her apartment. I've never seen her, yeah. um, and she's going to have a sheet up with a hole in it, <laughs> and I'm going to have sex with her through this hole in the sheet. Yeah, yeah. I'd probably go, Mike, that could be a man, or... You guys wouldn't be like, oh, that's awesome. No, I'd be like, you maybe you should meet this person first so you can be sure it's a, it's a person you want to make love to. A <laughs> sheet. Wouldn't you see the shadow on the other side of the sheet? Or I guess the lights were maybe off. I guess it's the ultimate living dangerously. Yeah. But also, it could be a frigging uh, dog. I mean, <laughs> you don't know. It could be who knows what. But it was a man wearing a wig. Even though he... So he dressed up even though the sheet was concealing him. Hmm. Maybe he thought if the sheet falls down, that's his backup right. plan. Is right. that he has a, a wig like a woman. All right. Or a long-haired man. A long-haired man. Yeah, maybe it was unrelated. <laughs> he just likes to wear a wig. Yeah. But uh, would you guys want the man arrested after that trick? Because uh, you went to put your penis through the hole of that sheet expecting something, mm, and the yes. customer got well, not it's what not they were a, expecting. Well, it's not a customer, yeah. though. And Was he a sex worker, or was he oh, just like, hey, come have sex with me? Right. I guess you're right. It was so, a hookup. To be honest, I don't think that guy should get arrested, because I think... <laughs> You're going. I mean, I don't know. You're you're going well, to a false, stranger's it's home. Under false pretenses, though. That that's true. I mean, he should definitely yeah, get. That's a, the most a, progressive thought of the podcast so far. You shouldn't care what hole your penis goes no, into anymore. I I just think the the men who went to the apartment, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Like, they made a bit of a wild choice to go to this apartment. Yeah, and think, right. there's, there's that part of babe, the story. No, no. There's probably a babe behind this sheet. Maybe it's Elizabeth Hurley. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. probably not. I'm just going to say a woman being like, come have sex with me. I've never seen you and you don't see me and I'm behind a sheet. Yeah. No, you're totally right. The person choosing to go and do the sheet thing bears some responsibility. <laughs> I agree. I can't help but agree. You but, have to take responsibility for your actions. But it's, you, you know, I, we've all been in this situation and usually it goes well. Mm. And so it's like, this must you mean be... having sex with someone through a sheet? A stranger through a sheet. Yeah, usually people are honest. It's the honor system. Usually it goes quite well, and uh, everyone's happy at the end of the but day. But Mike, yeah. I'm sorry to burst your bubble. We're not in the 1990s anymore, where people treat each other well. We're in 2024. It's a cold world out there. You can't, trust, you can't trust a horny person behind a sheet like you used to be able to when we were yeah, young. And on I top know. of this, this happened during the pandemic as well. It makes oh, it even, even I worse. She was wearing a mask, or he was wearing a mask. Yeah, yeah. A black wig and a mask. I hope so. Oh my god. And a mask on his anus as well. Just imagine, though, the... <laughs> Can you get... COVID from anal sex? <laughs> I think your ass can. Probably. Yeah, your ass starts coughing all the time. <laughs> I do the logistics, though, of the sheet, like a flimsy sheet and yeah. being like, I guess that's a... Like, that's a good point. I could see... I mean, I'm sorry to get graphic, everybody, but I could see sticking your penis through a hole and getting, I guess, a blowjob. But you're telling me having actual sex, that sheet's going to be rocking and rolling and moving and shaking? It will be rocking and rolling and moving and shaking. And so it's... <sighs> it's the whole thing seems difficult. But, yeah. I know. This is why I'm saying I just do... I put... The men bear responsibility. The, the visitors bear some responsibility. <laughs> no, that guy's what? He's going to jail for 10 years or something? What? <laughs> no, no. Oh, I was joking. like, that's crazy. It might be like a year and a half or yeah, something. we should get this guy oh. on the podcast. The Sheetsman. Yeah. 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 Toronto hero. <laughs> sex sheet Toronto hero. To the sex sheet community, he is, yeah. What happened to the good old days when you would just put holes in the sheet to pretend to be a ghost? <laughs> no one was trying to put the penis in the holes. Well, yeah. And also, if you wanted to like have sex with men, you don't have to go through all of that to, to do it, I, That's I right. feel. Yeah. Right? So he must get a turn on from... Knowing that, the that he's tricking these yeah. men must turn him on. Like that's I'm, true. I, I mean, that is them. that is um, not right. Yeah. No. Tricky. Some people are really hard up, and you would like 
Imagine I, he was I, the hottest guy too. He looks like a young Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Sorry, Chris, go ahead. No, but I I don't know what the gay village bars are like, but you know they're pretty. Like we know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but it's like hmm. there are probably still people like in any pre- sexual preference that goes out, gets wasted, buys people drinks, meets people, and they don't have luck. And they get hard up luck. Yeah. No mm. luck for, for, for many, many months, years maybe. And then they start and they devising crack- schemes. <laughs> You know, and you know, yeah, a scheme divisor. Yes, I know. Sex schemes. It's hard to come back from a sex scheme. Like, you know, there was a story in Toronto probably five years ago about a guy who was filming his tenants. Yes, he was a performer like us. Allegedly, this is all alleged. Right. I always think about that now when I'm like anywhere. I'm like, but I mean. It's just hard to come back from when it seems like you put time and effort into a plan. Yeah. Cameras in every room. Yeah. Hidden. Hidden. Hidden cameras. Yeah. But it didn't affect his career that much because it happened in Canada. (laughs) (laughs) And nobody gives a shit about anything in Canada. It was on the front page of the Toronto Sun. Yeah. It was? Yeah. But nothing nothing happened. Yeah. I don't know. You know, if if I'd been been tricked... By that guy, I would have. I wouldn't have gotten mad or went to the police or the you know the legal system. I would have gone, put my hands on my hips and gone, "You got me." <laughs> uh, next time, I'm gonna get you. What happened to this? Uh, <laughs> the glory hole bandit, we'll call him. Yeah. Uh, come to my house and do a glory hole. That's kind of weird too. But anyway, no, it's not really. You could if you yeah, put I that mean, on whatever dating app. Right, I guarantee you, some guys are going to go. Yeah, I'll come stick my dick. No, in a you're hole. right. The guys are interested. Let's see what happens. Like you were saying, like the scheme is part of the allure. Yeah, yeah. So guys going to do a glory hole yeah. was part of the allure to them as well. Exactly. Can I, can I pitch you guys an idea? Yeah. So everyone loves Toronto. Our teams. Everyone loves the Toronto Raptors. Yes. And the name Raptors has nothing to do specifically with the city of Toronto. No. Here's my wild idea. Yes. We rename the team. Based on something that has happened in Toronto that everyone knows, we take away the name Toronto Raptors, Gone. consigned to the the garbage dump of history. Yep. The team is renamed the Toronto Glory Hole Bandits. And oh. instead of a dinosaur mascot, there's a mascot that is a man in a wig on the ground, and there's a sheet in front of him, and he dances around <laughs> and has a t-shirt. And he has a basketball cannon, bouncing? A basketball, yeah. yeah. And there's a man uh, bent over so, in front uh, of him. putting his dick through the hole. And he's going, he turns to the crowd and goes, shh. Wow. Yeah. I, yeah. I hope someone could design this logo for us because I, I I definitely see the guy with the sheet. It's just hard to imagine him also maybe bouncing a basketball or something. Well, but, he's sucking a penis and bouncing a basketball. Okay. <laughs> or turning around, taking it in the back, and then uh, okay. bouncing a basketball. Yeah. <laughs> no, I like that. Yeah. I mean, I always thought yeah. I was never a huge fan of the Raptor name. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I actually don't mind that. Or the Leafs, the Maple yeah. Leafs as well, or the Blue Jays. Oh, God. The yeah. philosophical quandary of this legal story is, like, timeless. Mm-hmm. It yes. could go back to... The times of Socrates on trial. Caveman times. Caveman even. I'm sure cavemen did really gross, disgusting, dirty glory holes. This has been happening since the dawn of time. (laughs) (laughs) What this man did. Yes, you're right. Come to my cave. Yeah. There's a rock sheet, a sheet of rock. Smoke signals that look like, I know how to make my smoke signals look like a woman's smoke signals. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then men come from far and wide. <laughs> it would be interesting, you know, the, re- the the history of the glory hole. Yes. Yeah. And well, tra- it's thrilling, right? It is also, thrilling. You know, I'm just yeah. going to say, I don't think it would be that fun to stick your thing through a hole in the wall. It feels like it'd be uncomfortable. What are you, smushed right up against the wall? What if you Especially put your if thing- your penis isn't yeah. huge. You got to get it right in there. You probably... Sp- it's probably like a kid with his face smushed against the windshield, yeah. you know, making funny faces. That's you in a darn mm-hmm. bathroom stall. And if the bricks or the concrete is too thick, you're not going to get any action at all. Ugh. You want to know some, something? I mean, this is a bit disturbing. I'm sorry. You can cut it out if it's too weird. But I remember being a kid <laughs> and I was peeing in a bathroom stall in, some, in Florida in a bathroom in a restaurant. And 
some guy like stuck his foot way under the stall from the other stall. And I, I didn't know what that meant. I don't I still don't really know what that means. He wanted you to tap his foot with your foot? I don't know, but I felt not good about it and I zipped out of there. Maybe I don't know. Want, I don't while think you were knew, still pooing? I had already I was just peeing and I had already uh, done. Maybe he wanted okay. you to piss on his foot. It's possible. Some people like that too. That's Weird. not illegal. Hmm. No. Or is it? But I will say I I weirdly <laughs> remember that foot coming under the the uh, divider and I thought I do not like this. I'm out of oh. here. So, I don't know. Well, what the hell was that all about? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, does he? Maybe, maybe it's a guy who goes and stalls. You think that was like? And I'm just to me. I wondered if it was like a message. Like, here's my foot. Are you interested in a little something? Something? They don't. And then you heard a drill go (laughs) against the wall. Were you there for Disney World? It, I, I, it, might, it may have been something because the like ads that. for Disney World don't it shows Mickey Mouse and Goofy and like Magic mm. Mountain or whatever. There's not then like a shot of like a foot under a stall and a boy, <laughs> a boy pissing. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Yeah, that's not what you expect. Or Epcot Center is a giant ball with a hole in it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I think. Um. Yeah, Toronto is not as boring as people think. That's right. That is wild, man. Yeah. When you're horny, you got to come up with some schemes. Or you could simply let your wife know that you'd be interested in getting a little funky that night and see how she feels. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have a scheme. Well, yeah, I don't know. It's. You're right. The scheming is probably more of the turn on than the loneliness is the factor. I do think mm. people probably get a little turn on going, ooh, they're going to th- not think it's yeah. me. I tricked some boys. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, frankly. Some men. Well, you know what I mean. Men. Men. Men, 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 menly men, men, men. <laughs> Speaking of a guy who's probably used a glory <laughs> hole in his life, Charlie Sheen. Charlie, Charlie Sheen. Sheen. I would. I would bet 10 bucks he's Done something like that. Yeah. Uh, what was that show called? Two and a Half Men. Two, two, two Men in a Glory Hole. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the new Toronto sh- remake will be called. They should do, yeah. Two, and two a men, a half a men, and a glory hole. Uh-huh. I mean, Law and Order. Two men and a. Law and Order. M- glory Hole. They're going to do Law and Order Toronto, an episode about the Glory Hole Bandit. <laughs> dun dun. It'll will. be like Donald Sutherland or maybe Kiefer Sutherland. Maybe both yeah. of them. Yeah. That'd be actually That'd be awesome. cool. Donald will play the sheet. Kiefer will play the criminal. <laughs> that would be some upsetting casting. Our <laughs> idea <laughs> is the criminal is Kiefer and the guy who gets tricked is Donald. 90-year-old <laughs> <laughs> Donald Sutherland. <laughs> tri- with his son. Having sex with his Oh God! Uh, <laughs> oh, well, they're acting, so they're not playing intro, father yeah. and son in the show. That's right. <laughs> Maybe other Canadian celebrities can play criminals on Law and Order Toronto. <laughs> Steve Smith from Red Green could be a serial killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure, sure. I, I killed them all. I killed them. Put their bodies in the uh, Possum Lodge. Mm. I, uh, <laughs> I, I choked them to death with duct tape. <laughs> uh, that's good. Um, who else is famous and Canadian? Let's see. Let's Pokeroo. see. Pokeroo. Pokeroo could play a uh, <laughs> glory hole freak. <laughs> glory hole freak. Drake. Imagine you would put your dick in a glory hole and you saw that Pokeroo was sucking it. Well, uh, <laughs> well, I'm a nostalgic '80s kid, so I would love that. Yeah. Well, according to the latest Drake video, yeah, Drake could put his penis story glory hole and not even be in the same room. Yeah. 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 Apparently, it's it's a. Apparently, Drake's big. dick is so big it graduated a year before him at college. <laughs> Where did you guys see this supposed picture? I did see no. it. I saw what it. What did you think, Mike? Well, you can't tell whose face leaked it is. Leaked is a funny thing to call a dick pic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Leaked. He. Uh, <laughs> huh? Huh? If it is him, you can't see the face properly, and it doesn't. The face of the. Dick the or the face of the person? <laughs> yeah. yeah, the face of the dick, the famous <laughs> phrase we all use. And the penis also, unclear whether it's real or, or false. Oh, so you think this is all some scheme to spread a rumor that he's got a big... <laughs> he's Can spread- you guys do that for me? <laughs> I would love to. All you need to do is mm-hmm. find a guy with a big hairy belly and a huge dong mm-hmm. and say, this is Chris. Yeah, that should be easy. <laughs> um, yeah, that... Yeah, I could I could do an Instagram story like ha caught Chris changing lol, and then you see like a massive dick, but just not your head. 
Actually, you know what? To be honest, with Instagram stories now, it would be really easy to just probably put your head on another body and uh, share a huge picture of a huge penis with it. Yeah. It could be good for your career. Oh, yeah. Like, we can just say AI, make make a dick pic now. That's right. You don't even need to, like, find a real person. Man, the future is awesome. Beep, beep. <laughs> Before we get to this week's topic, let us tell you about our Patreon account that you can find at patreon.com slash evilmen. If you sign up, you get two bonus episodes a month. There's a whole library of old bonus episodes you can listen to. And you get to join our Discord uh, where you can chat with us. So check it out, patreon.com slash evilmen. I'd just like to point out, it's not a library where there's an uptight, you know, fusty old librarian going, yeah, quiet, people are trying to read, and and they're always on your case or, you know, telling you, you're chewing your gum too loudly. Exactly. Exactly. It's like a cool library. It's a cool librarian who lets you drink in the library, lets you smoke Cigarettes mm-hmm. or <laughs> you can watch the new Bob Marley biopic in the library. So it's a cool library. Yeah. Hi everyone, how's it going? One love. <laughs> um, you can also, by the way, watch videos now mm-hmm. of our episodes on our Patreon or go to YouTube at Hello. Evil Men Podcast. People are big fans of watching us sit and talk. It's really nice. Beep, beep. <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> hey, James, can I ask you a question, but you have to promise not to get mad? What do you say? Okay. Who's this week's evil man? Oh, I was worried you were going to ask something else. Well, Mike, <laughs> this week's evil man is quite a... Mm, what do you? How do you say it? Um, quite a so and so, and his name is John McAfee. Oh, oh! Does that mean that people downloading this episode won't um, get a virus on their <laughs> device because of my- McAfee uh, t- t- antivirus software? The only virus they're at risk of getting from us is HPV. Because you were saying, Mike, you have it. <laughs> Not on Mike. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. kidding, everyone. None of us here have <laughs> HPV. Nope. Um, you guys, were you McAfee antivirus software users? You probably were. My family was a McAfee family. Really? Yes, we would defrag the computer. We had oh. McAfee antivirus software on the computer. But all those years ago, I never knew that there was an actual McAfee man Neither behind Ma- the McAfee antivirus software. Neither did I. Next, yeah. you're going to tell me there's a real McDonald's. <laughs> Oh, it'd be like finding out, like, hey, here's some pictures of Net Nanny when she was young, and she was hot <laughs> as hell. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Remember defragging? Yeah. It would take oh, eight years. And that it, was satisfying. It was yeah. like popping a zit. What would it do? Free up space and make your computer more, like, uh, go faster? <laughs> no or? idea, I guess. Yeah. But it always felt like when your computer wasn't going well, yeah. someone would be like, did you try defragging it? I miss defragging. What Apple- was that robot logo cleaner, space cleaner one? I had that. Do you ever have that? Robot space cleaner. <laughs> oh, cyber the squirter. from the Jetsons? <laughs> cyber squirter. <laughs> it would squirt vinegar and like a lemon, um, lemon scented uh, cleaner on yeah. your inside of your computer and scrub it up and make it all smell good and be clean. There was like a little Robotech style robot logo for, and you could download it for like clean up space on your uh, desktop. Oh, yeah. I maybe remember that god it was probably a scam you know what this is gonna make me sound like an unbelievable loser i don't know how i came across this but i saw some youtube video that just showed what it looked like using windows 95 or those old windows like early 90s and it really did hit a nostalgia thing for me just seeing the desktop and the start menu and all that crap oh that'd be crazy yeah yeah you know what's funny is i was talking to my neighbor today about how Someone tried to scam me on Facebook Marketplace. You, you told me about this too. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was my first experience with that. So now I know. Um, What's the name of the punk who did this, Chris? <laughs> I have no idea what their real name is, but I think they might be in Turkey. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is which is far away from me. But anyways, I noticed my seven-year-old is listening to our conversation, and I'm like, oh, sorry, this is so intense. All this stuff, eh? 
And she goes, I know all about scammers online and blah, blah, blah. And she's in like grade two. <laughs> wow. But they have laptops in class that they use and she knows how to install programs. It's like, and, it, wow. it's going to be crazy because kids now that are, that it's second nature to have a laptop or an iPad, like they're, they think differently than we do. Yeah. And my, my neighbor who's got like two daughters who are in their early tw- teens said that, um, They've already like helped him like fix crap on his computer like twice so far. Oh my so it's God. just like that's what it's gonna be like. We're gonna be those guys. So or when, I am. When we're old, <laughs> our kids won't literally pull the plug on us. They'll oh. have an app that they can just <laughs> press a button and then we'll yeah. die. They'll remove yeah. us from their phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and empty the trash bin. <laughs> yeah, Mike's consciousness file uh, <laughs> delete. Imagine you physically die and yeah. then all of your RAM gets uploaded, like in the synchronicity or whatever. What's it called? Singularity. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, I did it. It's true. It worked. <laughs> you know, Yule, whatever uh, his my, name my is, co- Yuval, whatever is the Sapiens guy <laughs> oh, is right. Yeah, yeah. It worked. And then your kids are like, nighty night. And they just shut you down, <laughs> even though your consciousness gets uploaded. Oh, man. No, you're grounded. Well, let's <laughs> let's talk about okay. J- let's talk about McAfee. Johnny Mac, Return of the Mac. Oh, well, he did make a f- couple returns actually. Mike. All right, so all right. When, when Return of the Mac. Oh my God! Remember, doesn't the guy say "Oh my once God" again? In that? Yeah, once again. Well, I'm loading up antivirus software <laughs> and I'm out on the town. <laughs> <laughs> When I got a virus. <laughs> Return of McAfee. All I know is that John McAfee, <laughs> he seemed to live um, life to the fullest, especially in the last few years of his life. He was always in tropical places. Mm. He, had, he had a series of boats. He loved guns. He had a sexy younger woman in his life. And uh, yeah. All true. Yeah. Well, let's, let's, let's get into this. So um, John McAfee himself framed his life this way. Am I a successful entrepreneur who went mad and killed his neighbor? Or am I the potential savior of America? Oh. I'll let us be the judge, but it's definitely not the second thing. <laughs> not <laughs> he, to be a spoiler. Oh, wow. Yeah. I like heard this story years ago, but I don't remember anything. Okay. Excellent. Well, Johnny Boy was born in 1945 in Gloucester, England, on a U.S. Army base to an American dad. Great show. You mean Gloucester. Yes. And a British mother. Oh, interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. John was mostly raised in Virginia, and he felt as much British as he did American. Hello, son. (laughs) So he he felt just as comfortable reading um, a Garfield comic strip as he would reading an Andy Cap. Sure. Or uh, Calvin and Hobbes as a Beano. Yes, or the other Dennis the Menace that looks weird. Yeah, the black-haired one. <laughs> He'd be as comfortable reading a Dennis the Menace or a Dennis the Menace. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, this is uh, too bad. John's dad was an abusive alcoholic. Uh, John spent his childhood living in fear that a beating from his father could happen at any time, and he struggled to make sense of why this was happening to him. That sucks. But Mm -hmm. I feel bad for him because of that, but I want to do a noise impression of... No, I won't do it. No, You You might as well. You've gone this far. (laughs) Come here. You know what? Yeah, that, that is accurate. It is that's a what, dark... Yeah, I, I have it in my notes. That's a dark sound effect, noise sound effect joke. But accurate. Accurate to the situation. Yeah. Yeah. No, that happened, unfortunately, quite a bit. Um, however, when John was 15, his dad committed suicide. So what did that sound like, Chris? Well, how did he commit suicide? Uh, according to my notes, shot himself to death. Was he British or just the mom? He was American. Okay. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, goodbye. Now, Chris, you might need a sound effect for this. I was like, half his brain was gone, but he was yeah. still. 
you might, alive quickly to say goodbye. You might need another sound effect, Chris, because a book called Running with the Devil, The Wild World of John McAfee, alleges that maybe John McAfee's father didn't kill himself, but that John McAfee himself shot and killed his father, making it look like a suicide. Revenge mm-hmm. for the drunken beatings. Now I don't feel so bad. Hey, what are you still doing up? I thought I told you to go to bed. What the? <laughs> now I'll just put that gun in your hand. Perfect. <laughs> Nighty night. I That was just one theory in a book. I, I sort of don't think that happened based hmm. on my reading, but <laughs> what do I know? We'll, we'll never know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now it's time for college. Remember oh. Saved by the Bell, the college yeah. years? This is like I John McAfee. <laughs> oh, great. I'm still late for college. <laughs> um, now, now this might have a little bit in common with us three. John was a bit of a drinker in college. Oh. Uh, also a drug user. Oh. But despite that, he was very smart and very charismatic, and he did well in school. Um, he didn't have trouble... And he didn't have trouble like getting work after school. Okay, I can do sound effects for that to make up for the dark one. This is him in college. I know the answer. <laughs> well, the way you're describing him, mm. James, mm. as a hard-drinking, hard-drugging, hard-living guy mm-hmm. makes me uh, imagine like oh what if keith richards developed uh successful anti-software <laughs> uh, antivirus software that's kind right. of what would happen yeah you know exactly I mean? pretty much honestly doop, 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 boo, doop. <laughs> when when his software destroys the virus it make plays that little so- song <laughs> <laughs> it's fun of, i always used to like imagining the virus being like a little green thing that the yeah. antivirus first <laughs> killing. Um, so McAfee put himself through Roanoke College um, and discovered an ability to con people with a simple direct approach. He sold free magazine subscriptions that required substantial payments for postage. So he got this kind of scammy magazine job mm. in college. Um, in 1969, as a teaching assistant studying for a PhD in mathematics mm. in Louisiana, he was fired for sleeping with one of his students, which led to his first short-lived marriage. Oh, wow. There must be some kind of way out of here. <laughs> um, when you guys, I've probably asked this, but did you guys have any teachers or professors or whatever that you, everyone knew was dating students or anything like that? No. No. I wasn't paying attention. I had one yeah. teacher in my high school that flirted with the girls, but I don't think anything oh, in happened. Actually, yeah, we had a band teacher in high school that got in trouble. Oh, yeah? He would, like, feel up their backs to feel mm, their bra straps and stuff. Yeah. And oh, I not think good. maybe, like, even, yeah, got inappropriate a bit. Mm. There was a... In my first year of high school, there was a married couple that taught at my school, and the husband died during my first year of high school and the Damn. next year the widow was still teaching there started dating a student who had just graduated oh. from the school so he wasn't no How he was no longer her husband at the school die uh, brain cancer i think the student and her plotted to get him brain cancer <laughs> well, we'll <laughs> maybe we'll find out one day well dark path i took is down Anyway, they put brain cancer in his drink when he wasn't looking. <laughs> so, <laughs> out of college, uh, John got a job at the Missouri Pacific Railroad, where he would schedule trains. Well, I'm a big train fan. I'm yeah. always interested. Oh, trains, in trains are incredible. They're huge. It reminds me of Thomas the, uh, the Tank, Tank Engine, Engine. Yeah. and Ringo Starr and George Carlin yeah. and, like, and Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So while. John was working for the Missouri Pacific Railroad and scheduling trains. He was dabbling in some harder drugs. Mm. He would sometimes take a tab of LSD before going into work, according to Wired. The trains are going to the clouds today, <laughs> everybody. They're yeah. scheduled to get there at uh, 29 o'clock. Yeah, according to our schedule, the train leaves St. Louis at 3.15, then becomes one with the universe at 4. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Could you imagine that taking LSD before going into this yeah. complicated job? Wow. We are all one, man. Me, you, the train. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one day at the job, 
John was sold a bag of DMT, which you know is the mm-hmm. thing. The that, hallucinatory drug that your brain releases as you die. That's right. Uh, according to Wired. Or the ingredient in that plant, ayahuasca. That right. You, that mixture that you drink. Right. Again, according to Wired, John McAfee did a line of DMT, felt nothing, and so decided to snort the whole bag at work. <laughs> and one line is supposed to cause serious hallucinations. And this is when he's still working on the railroad? Yeah. <laughs> I've been working on the railroad. Whoa. <laughs> Demons are eating my soul. <laughs> wow. Isn't that weird? That's scary. He ended that up, scares me. I know. He ended up fleeing his office and was found behind a trash can. That <laughs> <laughs> was his last day on the job. Yeah. John, God, I end up behind the trash can after two puffs off the joint. <laughs> John, step into my office. Now, the thing, I don't, this doesn't give me any pleasure, but we have to let you go because you sorted a bag of DMT and we found you behind the trash can. <laughs> You're the a damn good railway my- man, <laughs> but you can't work here anymore. It's the hardest John, part of my job. Gonna, we're, John, we're going to need you to put your clothes back on before we fire you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so that same Wired article said that part of John believed later in life, part of John believed he was still on that DMT trip. Wow. And that everything since that day had been one long hallucination and that he'll wake up on the couch at some point Back in Missouri, listening to Pink Floyd. <laughs> so he, imagine that's like that. that Star Trek episode. Yeah, where Picard goes to he gets lives knocked a whole out life. and then lives a whole life and then comes back awake. What if we're part? I can't even think about stuff like that. We might be part of John McAfee's DMT hallucination. Oh my god, I'd love that. Oh my god, he's watching he, us do a hilarious podcast about it. And when he snaps back to reality, we all disappear. Hmm. Huh. Has Elon Musk mentioned anything about that? (laughs) Um, But despite all this, John was very smart, and he overcame a lot of it. He actually worked prior to the DMT incident. He worked for NASA on the Apollo space program. (laughs) I wrote, he was the guy who gave LSD to Buzz Aldrin. (laughs) Um, So... Smart Wait, guy. He's working for the space program. He now? did. He works for the Apollo mission. Teacher trains spaceships. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. Well, it's like us podcast, stand up, sketch. Yeah, you're right. And everyone says wow when they meet us. Yeah. Um. So in the early '80s, John worked at a data storage company called Omex. He was snorting lines of coke off his desk. <laughs> <laughs> And drinking a bottle of scotch every day (laughs) makes me feel better about my uh, red wine. It's like if Hunter S. Thompson wasn't a writer. (laughs) I was going to say, yeah, like Ernest Hemingway or like Winston Churchill, but like a young American guy doing math. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So his wife left him. Oh, boo. I guess maybe because he was doing cocaine and drinking scotch every day. Right, right. Well, she can't keep up with him. Right. Well, I yeah, honestly, yeah, probably. It's her it's her problem. John left his job and he stayed shuttered in his house <laughs> doing drugs alone for days. <laughs> he said he contemplated suicide, much like his father. No. His life was hell. I'd commit suicide if this wasn't one long DMT trip. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he joined AA. Mm. And he said that that was the point that his life truly began. Oh, that's nice. It's kind of weird because <laughs> there's this little button on it, like, and then he was sober, but he wasn't at all. At his first meeting, he snorted an entire <laughs> box of recovery. <laughs> <laughs> recovery powder. <laughs> he, he, you know those chips they give you, yeah. the poker chips? He <laughs> cut one up and up. snorted it. He snorted all the chairs that people were sitting <laughs> on. And, <laughs> Yeah, he was. Uh, he had strong appetites. Right. Um, anyway, his career goes back in a good direction. By the mid '80s, he had a steady job and security clearance at Lockheed Martin. <laughs> okay, Jesus, like a military thing. Mm. He's um, a go-getter. Yes, and you know what? I mean, I feel bad almost saying this because he did do some pretty horrible things. But he was like a good-looking, charismatic guy. There's a million right. videos online you can watch of him, and. He kind of looks. He looks like an actor. Like he looks like he could play a villain in a drama or something. But like a handsome villain. Cool. 
<laughs> Just a little observation. No, but it is true. Sometimes we do these evil men episodes where it's sort of like there's this sort of <clears throat> sub, uh, like yeah, subcategory we do sometimes where it's like these absolutely insanely driven megalomaniacal American men. Yeah, and there's like something in the water down there where they could do any drug, any uh, as much booze as they want, any crime. Marry as many people as they want, and they keep going forward. I know. Like the pillow guy. Yeah, my pillow. You know what I mean? Like, he really reminds me of that guy so far. (laughs) Or like all these guys. They're just like, they have something missing in their brain that makes them think twice about doing something. Yeah. And it works for them. Yeah. Well, um, in 1986, news broke in the computer world. Oh, Expo 86 in Vancouver. Oh, true, true. But in the comp- oh, uh, rain and blood by Slayer came out. No, <laughs> well, yes, but in the computer world, oh. they were all a hubbub because a virus came out. No. The first PC computer virus dropped, if you will. It was called the brain virus. Oh God! I could tell you a little That's bit scary. about this brain virus. Really, the first computer virus I was kind of interesting. <clears throat> uh, so. It actually, yeah, it came out in January 1986, and it was created by two brothers in Pakistan. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. They said they didn't make this virus to be malicious. They made it to protect their medical software from illegal copying. So basically, the virus would slow down your disk drive if you were using an illegal copy okay. of this sort of uh, medical software. But it leaked somehow? I guess so, yeah. and, and like power mad? Well, sort of. So the, the virus would slow down your disk drive if you were using an illegal copy of the software, and a text would pop up on your computer saying, welcome to the dungeon, beware of the virus. I think they just thought it would be fun. To- That's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, um, but this was an interesting virus because they really didn't mean it to be malicious, but uh, so they actually had their address and phone number pop up <laughs> with the virus so that you could call... And they could be like, sorry, you're using an illegal copy or whatever. Right. Um, And yeah, I guess the virus just spread like crazy because the two brothers started to receive like a ton of phone calls from the United Kingdom and the United States and elsewhere being like, what the hell is going on with my machines? And the brothers were stunned and uh, like, oh, shit, we didn't really mean for it to. How come they've never made a movie about these two brothers? I would love to see that movie. It's interesting. Or be in that movie as a a guy who bought pirated software. Yeah, and I call Canada. the brothers. Yeah, yeah, I call them, and they tell me like, "You still, you get to pay for a real copy." Yeah, you know what's a, That'd be awesome. a really That'd be gr- a gripping movie. <laughs> I know, I'd love to see Mike in that role. Who would play Mike? Oh well, well, oh, I was, well Mike is playing play, a character. Yeah. No one's playing oh. Mike, but, but play it would me? be interesting. <laughs> oh yeah, right. It would be interesting if there was <laughs> who would Mike. Play Mike here <laughs> while Mike was away making the movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe one of the Balazzo brothers. Yeah. They look alike. Yeah, they look very similar. Thank you. I would recommend a show called Halt and Catch Fire that's kind of under the radar. That's set. It's good. It's really good. And it's kind of set in the world of the early 80s, trying to create the first like laptop and stuff. And it sounds like it would be so boring, but it was interesting. Scoot McNary's in it. He's a He's really good. good actor. And um, who's the main guy? I'm blanking on his name. Oh, the yeah. handsome, tall guy. The guy from Foundation. Now, He's a ma- He's so good. He's really over the top. Yeah. That guy oozes sex appeal. Uh, he yeah. does. And he's big That's and strong. Name. And he's big and strong. He looks like you'd be somewhere with your girlfriend and he'd just... Grab her in like, one hand. She's coming with me. And you'd be like, well, what can I do? Jeez. He would grab her and swoop her up with one arm and she would go, <laughs> wee. Can you look up his name? Because it's going to drive me crazy that that we haven't. Uh, also, can you look up a picture of the it's two? Foundation. It's called Foundation. Yeah. And can you look up a picture of the two Pakistani brothers who created the world's first computer virus? I would like to see them too. <laughs> I'm. A, I agree with Mike on that. Imagining two absolute hunks. They might have been hunks. Shirtless, bulging muscles. Lee Pace. Lee Pace. That guy. He's big and strong. Handsome. Is probably one of the. I think he's he might be the best looking guy in Hollywood. Should I wish I was him? I don't know who he is. Yes, you should. Okay. Google him. In, I mean, he's fit. He's tall. Oh. He's got charisma. Anyway, we're really getting off topic here. Chris is just Googling 
Pakistani <laughs> brothers who invented the first virus. It was called the brain virus. Oh, there they are. Reminds me of like Super Mario Brothers Here if they, they lived in Pakistan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here they are. But they actually do have mustaches like Mario and Luigi, except yeah. they're wearing suits instead of plumber's outfits. Yeah. yeah. This is excellent. It says here, uh, oh, fuck, it's... Well, you clicked a oh, YouTube oh, you're going, video. You have the virus but, now? Oh, God, Chris. <laughs> uh, Welcome to the The two dungeon. Pakistani brothers <laughs> created the world's first PC. This is a big story. PC virus. The 1980s brain virus made its creators Bassett and Amjad Farooq Alvi infamous and made John McAfee... Oh, I'll held off on Right, oh. you were about oh. to just McAfee. tell the whole story. McAfee. Okay, so but they look like good guys. Like they're laughing. At one guy's one brother's laughing in the photo. I love them. I'm sure it was a wild time <laughs> for them. I love them too. I love them. Um, I love them. So, point being, this first computer virus is out in the world. Computer guys are going, "Oh no, no, no! What's gonna happen?" Fuck. Exactly. John McAfee. Non-computer guys are doing shit all. They don't care at all. They're you know, no, listening going to on dates with Bon women? Jovi. It's yeah, 1986. Yeah. They're yeah. listening to Van Halen. They're playing tennis. Yeah. yeah. They're picking on nerds at the beach. Yeah. Yep. They're saying, don't tell me about any Pakistani brothers. I don't care. Well, you should because it's an important <laughs> story. And John McAfee, he, he goes, this is interesting. This computer virus, huh? Hmm. And he immediately, he was so smart. He immediately grasped how this virus worked. And he created a program to neutralize it. Yeah. He was able to create a prototype for what would become McAfee antivirus software. Yes. And it to, to, to neutralize this particular virus. Mm-hmm. It took him a day and a half. Really? And it worked. Okay. So that's how quickly he was able that's to... That's the wonder of smoking a, uh, snorting a bag full of DMT. It just makes you rich. And efficient. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. That's Ma- my problem. McAfee, from his home, created this antivirus software in a day and a half, and he decided to, like, market it to sell to, to businesses. Um, and it was interesting because, yeah, home computers were new. People had no idea what to do mm-hmm. with a virus. Um, and so at this time as well, home PCs are booming. Suddenly, everybody and their brother... Wants a darn computer in their home. <laughs> yeah. Home computers were just getting started. This is way before barn computers or even computers down by the dock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so John thought, you know, I could capitalize on some paranoia here. So right. with new viruses popping up all the time, he was able to take this small business of, of uh, antivirus software and turn it into a multi-million dollar operation. Right. Um. Good for him. He did some stunts, such as creating a mobile antivirus van to help bring about national notoriety. And he, he also wrote a book warning of computer viruses as a threat. Um, oh. he, he stoked fears about another virus uh, that happened in the late 80s called the Michelangelo virus. Oh, it reminds Speaking me of Ninja Turtles and the Italian um, artist. Yeah. And we're back to Ninja Turtles. Isn't that funny? Yes. Um Fabulous name for a virus, the Michelangelo virus. So, in 1992, just when his rapidly growing company was listed on the NASDAQ Stock Exchange, um, his value of his company immediately jumped to $80 million. Whoa, John. Yeah. That's good money. Yep. Um, Eventually, he actually only worked... Um, as the executive of McAfee for a couple of years. By 94, he sold out his stake and founded another company called Tribal Voice, which was an early messaging system, and something called Pow Wow, and he sold those as well. Um, But while John was running McAfee antivirus software, this was not being at like being at Inotech in the movie Office Space where it's boring, blah, blah, blah. No way. Not if your boss is John McAfee. Yeah, he seems like he's a, like a, a bit of a wild man. Oh, yes. So employees of John McAfee, they mm-hmm. said it was almost a cult-like atmosphere where people would work days at a time just to appease John. You know, he's got this larger-than-life personality. Uh, boss, do you want us to help you get out from behind the garbage can? <laughs> uh, John really set the tone for the company, and there was a... I watched a documentary about John McAfee and they talked to some of his employees. It's, it was very confusing to try to understand, but apparently 
at McAfee Antivirus Software in their office, there was a group of employees who called themselves Little Foxes, and they would give points depending on where you had sex in the office. Okay. And one guy described the janitor having to like Windex all the desks because people were always having sex all over this goddamn office. A Wolf of Wall Street type of vibe here going on. And who would have thought this at a computer company? Yeah. Well, I hope that he gave his employees real-life antivirus equipment, condoms, dental dams. (laughs) Apparently, it wouldn't count if you lured someone to your office and you made them use a glory hole that you put in a sheet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's 100 points. (laughs) Beep, beep, boom. Yes. (laughs) Anybody ever have sex at any of your places of employment that you can remember? I'm not. Think, I don't think so. I, I've worked in a few coffee shops, some restaurants. I knew someone who worked at the. I don't C- think so. I knew someone who worked at the CN Tower here in Toronto, <laughs> and they said they thought employees like got it on up up at the ta- up in the tower. Why wouldn't you? I bet it's a good a good thing to take off the old list. Yeah, I did work in a mailroom for a media company in my early years after dropping out, and like. Um, uh, two two other employees got busted. One was giving the other one a BJ in the stairwell in between floors. No way. Yeah, I thought that was so exciting. That news. Wow. I I was like, wow. Well, they would have fit right in at McAfee. That's when I was temping in my twenties. I think out of defiance, I went to the bathroom and masturbated. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. And I was like, I'm doing this on company time. <laughs> wow, that's <sighs> awesome. That is actually cool. But then I think someone came in to, and had to take a dump and I was like, Oh, oh and no, then you're what smelling, do I do? <laughs> and you smell and hear the farts and like I'm not horny anymore. One time I did a temp job when I was like nineteen or something. And I went into the bathroom and I spent like five, ten minutes popping zits on my nose. <laughs> and then I came out and the girl who hired me was like why is your nose so red? And she hated me. And I was like, uh, uh. And it was because I was popping zits as a little gross guy. It's zits. Can't you see? It's zits, lady. And I think probably was squeeze younger. One? Yeah. <laughs> Want to squeeze one? Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. So that's no. embarrassing. Those are amazing personal anecdotes. I'm embarrassed about mine. Mine's pretty freaking gross. <laughs> Mike's is so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Mine is the cool anecdote. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny to be doing it kind of angry. Like, this will show them. Uh, anyway, good for you. So it's uh, a party, party atmosphere in the McAfee office? Yes. Um, Sexy. Yeah. So it's a crazy party atmosphere. Uh, John kind of sell up. Uh, you know, is bought out. He leaves the company with a hundred million to his name. Whoa! He actually claimed he had way more than that, but who knows? He had at least a hundred million dollars. Just now, he's pretty young. Like he's life set. He should just be yeah. cruising. If you had a hundred million dollars, would you even know where it all is? I don't know. Yeah. I guess you'd walk around with a big bag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All you wouldn't the time? let it go. Yeah. Um. So now John's kind of retired. He wrote some mm. books on spirituality. <laughs> he started a yoga institute on his Colorado property. I yeah. need this guy to chill out for a sec. I know. He's hardcore. He's too much. I got to take my yoga business to the top. <laughs> uh, hundred million. He got a second divorce. Nice. Um, yeah. And in 2000, as the world is kind of panicking about the Y2K threat, McAfee bought 280 acres in Colorado. He built an estate. He started a yoga retreat, like I said. Four guides to spirituality. Um, In 2002, his then long-term girlfriend said, John has always been searching for something. Um, He bought desirable properties in Hawaii and New Mexico. Um, He started another antivirus company called Zone Labs. (laughs) Uh, now it's like 2008. The financial crisis has hit. Right. John loses a lot of money. And he's also involved in some lawsuits and losing even more money. So so he was kind of riding high when he sold the antivirus software. But then 
you know, he's buying all these properties. He's doing this yoga stuff. He's getting in lawsuits. There's a financial crisis. He's kind of coming down. And he's I ain't never heard of well. Zone Labs. I've heard of McAfee antivirus software. Yes. You know? Um. Here's a kind of funny thing. Well, sort of funny. One of the lawsuits against John McAfee was because he invented a sport or claimed to invent a sport called aero trekking. <laughs> and you should Google it. It's basically like a a tricycle or like kind of an adult buggy that flies around. It's kind of like a flying motorcycle and you could fly really low to the ground or go up high. What? And people would be like, he was encouraging this as a new sport, aero trekking. And it's like riding a flying motorcycle around. But it was obviously illegal. It's super dangerous. (laughs) You're driving like a sort of a flying motorcycle. And his nephew actually died doing it. Doing aero trekking. Aero trekking. Oh, it's always so sad when a member of your own family dies aero trekking. (laughs) Yeah, oh, there you go. And uh, so there was a civil lawsuit against John McAfee because of aero trekking. That's such a billionaire thing. So it's all getting messy from John. His wealth's gone from a hundred million down to probably around four million. That's nothing. That's, that's bad. Yeah, that sucks. That sucks. Um, he wanted to get away from his legal trouble, so he decides to auction off basically everything he owned, and he purchased some property in Belize, which is a very okay. common place for people with legal trouble in their own country to flee to. I now, believe that. Oh, my God. Now, gentlemen, um, I believe John McAfee is enough of a freak that there's enough here to stop here and come back next week and do a part two. James, I second that. Chris? I think sometimes it's exciting to leave an episode on a cliffhanger. Hello there. My name is Sean McAfee. I'm the founder of the McAfee Antivirus Software Company. What I do is what I want, basically. If you can't have fun doing what you're doing, then do something else. He's the elusive and eccentric millionaire behind the household name that's protected millions of computers for decades. The month and a half that I spent making the authorities. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.